Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. I'm joined, uh, as always, by uh, the master in disguise over there, Sean Ferrari. <laughs> hello, everybody. Good to chat with you again. Good to see you, Tom. It's been, I don't know, a week or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're getting ready. Uh, I know you're doing a little bit of a bounce around, so am I, before Mexico City, but we're getting ready. I think um, it's it's packed, right? It's going to be a packed agenda, a whole, you yeah. know, the, the digital and the, the bank note side. I think we got a lot cooking. We got a lot going on, yeah, for sure. We've got, um, it's looking like a, a full agenda. We've got the currency conference in Mexico City on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of uh, May 15, 16, 17, I think. Um, and full agenda all about currency production, currency issuance, um, what's going on with sustainability, um, all sorts of currency policy focused topics. Um, and then on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, we're doing the digital currency conference where we really dig into what's happening with uh, CBDCs, other digital currencies, um, stable coins, what's happening from a user experience perspective, from a financial inclusion perspective, all sorts of topics on that. So um, we're really looking forward to getting everybody together. Um, delegate numbers are climbing steadily. We got a good good mix of central banks coming from all over the world, good mix of suppliers coming, um, some local fintechs and global fintechs coming to the digital currency one. Um, so yeah, things are things are looking looking good. Should be a fun week, an educational week um, down in Mexico City. If, uh, if folks haven't already registered um, and, you, and you're interested, uh, I know it'll be a little bit last minute after this post, but if you're interested in coming down that, that week of May 15th um, to Mexico City, check out currencyresearch.com. Um, and uh, you can also shoot Tom or me a note and we'll see if we can help you out and get you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we'll, we're both going to be there. So what, Sean, I know um, we've got a lot in the news. We're going to keep it short. Uh, we, we, we promised that we would do you know, try to get a regular a weekly or at least a bi-weekly so we won't spend a lot of time. But it feels like uh, we, we've got a lot of interesting news. I mean, we can talk briefly of, of kind of about the bank crisis. And now that you have, it's been a few weeks, right? Now you're really starting to see things, numbers, and this is all public, right? So this isn't stuff you can hide of, you know, what 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 is going on. And I think First Republic continues to be in the news um, but I, I, I mean, I think I would error to, for you, but like when you see the numbers of, you know, plus a hundred billion dollars and one re reports of $200 billion of withdrawals, that would put a strain on any bank. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's the system currently isn't designed to backstop that type of, 
<laughs> clearly, um, to backstop that type of run, if you want to call it a run, right? Um, yeah. Like, it's just, and it's something to talk about, you know, in the in the payment space for sure. When when we're moving forward with all of these things, like a FedNow service and real time payments, um, is more and more a thing. Um, these outflows can happen quickly. Um, and you know, what controls do you put in place to, to kind of backstop that? I mean, when there are financial crises, there are typically after that, a set of circuit breakers or controls put in place, right. To slow things down so that when you have a flight like this, whether it's a stock slide or, or whatever, you at least get people to pause a little bit <laughs> or insurance programs are set up or whatever it is, but there's, there's things designed to calm down the market. Um, and those just weren't quite in place yet for a run of this magnitude this fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am always, um, and full disclosure, I have to say it, you know, I have stock in first public, but that has nothing to do with the comment. I think it just happens. One of the things I would say is that, um, this isn't about advice. I, it, for about really first public, it's more, they're just the example. It's the same thing. We talked about Silicon Valley bank. There are definitely learnings and things that were done that, you know, after the fact, I always say like, when you dig in, it's always easy to go like, they shouldn't have done that. You know, that, that shouldn't have happened, but we're in this, this hyper stagflation period, you have crypto collapsing, you're coming off a pandemic, there's a war, a lot of, a lot of things going on that, you know, when, when you put all those things together, the geopolitical climate is wild. Um, you have talks of, you know, the BRICS and other currencies and digital, like, so in the, in the, in the currency cash payment space, you don't get, you know, you don't get much more um, volatile as you could than in this, than what you have now. So all of the normal kind of guardrails that you think about are changing and now money's not free anymore. Right. So right. money's expensive. So what before you'd go like, Oh, it's no problem. You just need to move it. Now you're going like, Oh, that actually cost me money. Um, that was like one of the things I was reading an article recently that, you know, it's, I think it's been more than 10 years. It might've been more, I can't remember exactly how long ago, but like you, you're actually seeing, you know, not necessarily the bigger banks, but you are starting to see high yield interest savings accounts coming for four and a half percent, you know, four percent. It's been, I don't know, I money, at least my whole, almost my whole adult life, you didn't make money on, you know, like, on money, you would be like, "Hey, this is weird," and you know, um, now we're starting to see that that transition, um, which is, I think, is a good thing. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I think it, it definitely changes the dynamic, even on the the cash side of things. Um, at one of the conferences I was at last week or a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, one of the questions to the panel, which was comprised of um, kind of the whole cash ecosystem um, of folks up there, was you know, with interest rates on the rise again, when do we start to see this cash flow back, right? Because you're, whether you're a retailer, uh, individual, uh, um, a bank, um, you know, it was it was free. Um, and actually, it was more cost effective um, to sit on the cash and not move it because yep. moving cash is expensive um, yes. and risky and all that stuff that goes along with it. So do you, in a lot of, companies made the decision, well, then I'm just going to move less of it. Right. You know, I, and, and that's okay. But now with interest rates coming up, it, it's getting costly again. 
Um, so when doesn't it? And some of the folks on there were basically saying it wasn't clear to them that interest rates were at the point yet, <laughs> which is saying something, um, where it was cheaper to move it uh, and incur the cost of transport yeah. um, than to continue to sit on it. But it was getting close. Yep. <laughs> They're starting to think about it. <laughs> But, but that, that's that's the cause that was kind of my thought or comment earlier is like with the bank runs, I there's still bank runs, right? Like, so I can't not call them bank runs, but they're not the bank runs of 20, 30 years ago. It's just a different game. I mean, um, and, you know, Signature Bank, like when you start to think about banks that have 20 percent of their port, you know, their assets in crypto, you start to go like, well, wow, you know, that was a really good idea when crypto was on fire, right? Like. And, and it's funny because when crypto is on fire, it's like, yeah, you guys are doing great. But, you know, what it's like any other type of investment there. So I, 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 I don't think we're out of the woods. I think we're going to continue to see it. Um, I don't know if it, what your thoughts are there. I think we're going to continue to see the volatility. Um, I don't know that a day goes by that I don't read an article um, or hear, you know, someone talking about the 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 looming recession that will occur in the upcoming months you know like yeah you know, and and it's really an interesting one because we're in this you know we're in this really interesting place where unemployment is still here you have all of these things going on and we're not really you know we're not seeing some of the things that we would see and then we are on the other side so i yeah no i mean i know i mean i it is interesting on the recession front and you know what what's happening there i obviously there's there's a lot of or some large companies doing significant layoffs and significant um, resizing of an employment employees and that's not great for the economy let's face that <laughs> um and you can only you know when you when you have a critical mass like that kind of like start doing things um in that nature uh, to prepare for a recession, to do it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Where, <laughs> um, yeah. but we'll you know we'll see what happens. I think we, I mean, we've even seen it from a conference planning standpoint, right? I mean, it's it's that double sided kind of whammy right now. Of a lot of companies are scaling back on yeah. budget expenses, um, which makes sense. Got to manage the budgets carefully, um, and at the same time, prices for everything are high <laughs> so you're you're caught in the middle between needing to and consumers feel this too right you're needing to pay more for goods and services yet cutting back your budget at the same time to, to be mindful um so but in, in a way that's what everything was designed to do right we wanted the fed wanted to slow the economy down um yep. and that by design right that that's what the whole idea was yeah, the whole idea was to slow it down, and it was going to be. I think Powell even said at one point it's going to be a little painful. Um, maybe not in those words, but essentially, it's what it meant. Um, you know. So well, I mean, I it's supposed to. I mean, I hate to say it's supposed to be, but that's kind of. Uh, you know, we we talked about it before on the podcast before interest rates um, went up. That you know, going back to the Paul Walker, you know. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of piece of it. I think that, um, you know, hearing that it went down a few points is, is a really positive thing because it went down and we're not crashing and burning. But we, there's no doubt in 
you know, we, we talked about this. Banking's about confidence, right? The stock market's heavily about confidence and what analysts say. Um, you know, there's a lot of tech companies releasing earnings now. And this is, um, you know, just kind of, you you have a company that is releasing record profits, but laying off 20,000 people. Um, you know, that that is uh, not that the two don't necessarily have to do that. They could be right sizing. They could be strategically planning. They could be taking advantage of the fact that, hey, we're going into recession and we need to do this anyway. So, you know, I in the tech space, you have these companies laying people off and you're going, well, wow, their earnings are actually like even Facebook. Facebook's earnings beat beat analyst expectations, beat what they were supposed to. And, you know, they they could be going through a right size piece. And I think it's from the outside in, it's easy to say like, oh, you shouldn't lay all those people off. But when you're looking at the strategic vision of the company, um, it, it, it might be necessary. To your point, though, some of the measures to protect yourself actually further a recession, because if you lay a bunch of people off, people consumer confidence goes down, people don't have the money. And it's like that vicious cycle of what occurs. And that's what I see. I see the the well we're, we have to think about it a little bit more before we make that decision and right. in yeah. conference world i mean i i think you, the numbers look fantastic you know it's tough when you're going like i don't really need to travel to a conference like you know i would love to but yeah i i will tell you that i've been at a, um i've been at a quite a few conferences this year and all of them have record attendance you know that i've been to so um, even the smaller ones that, you know, keep that are niche and very closely knit have more. So that's a good sign. Um, yeah. But that, that also could just be the, the tail end of COVID, right? People are going, like, yeah, I need to go back and see people. Yeah, I think that's that's some of it. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, just trying to figure that out. And I think but that that is the the thing that we're seeing, too, that people like to like to come out, like to see everybody or happy to. To be there and rebuild those connections because i think the connections piece that we lost um over the past couple of years uh is real right i mean i think i mean again we're seeing that and that's what, oh, yeah. that's what we do at currency research we're a, a connections built business right um and by not being able to get out and talk to people you have staff turnover you have uh leadership changes within organizations all that sort of stuff that you miss out on when you're not seeing people regularly um, and only seeing them virtually because you you don't engage in the same level of discussion. Um, so yeah, I think there people are finding the value in, in going to the events, but they have record attendance, but I will say the pattern seems to be changing too. It's like the, the number of people attending may be up, but I'm seeing a lot of people are attending for like shorter periods of time or in, they're attending differently than they used to. They're not staying for three days. They're staying for maybe one day um, in and out on the same day, you know, the, or staying at different hotels that are cheaper, or, I mean, they're just being more budget minded where before it was kind of, yeah, I'll stay for four days and stay where the conference is being held. And that's all great. And a lot of people are still doing that, but there's a, a larger segment than before that is kind of like, well, I'll come in for a day or I'll come in for two days and I'm going to stay down the street. And it's just, it's just a, a more budget minded, mindset right now yeah yeah and I, I don't know that you know i know for for you as a conference planner you want folks in the same hotel there's a lot of reasons why there's synergies there it's not just a cost thing but it's just a timing thing 
But um, I will tell you that that I actually this year um, and um, certainly budget conscientious, but also just resource time have have shortened all but your conference, you know, literally, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, where and just from a, a resource standpoint of um, I still get the to touch and feel and talk to folks. Um, but I also can can if I can do two days or one and a half days. Uh, versus the four. So I think that might be a, a trend of where people are going, like, I want to do, I want to get the best of both worlds. Um, because it is, if you, you know, we all have full-time jobs, you know, and and going to a conference for four days is is a lot. You know, yeah. it really is. Um, but I've seen that same trend. That's interesting that you say that because um, earlier in the year, I attended an event um, and the first day, was packed and the second day wasn't and it was just hey you know wanted to come in and, and say hello and and do that and it it was when i started to talk to people they were like well i was able to find a flight get in stay go for yeah. the event opening spend one day and then leave and gain an extra day in the week um so i i think that that might be part of the trend uh but then again some of the larger shows in vegas i don't i haven't seen that so it, it may just have to do with everything that's going on. It's a mix. Yeah, it's yeah. a mix. And I think people have gotten used to, not everybody, but a lot of people have gotten used to being at home, working at home, more more involved with the family life, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, gee, I don't want to be on the road. I mean, yeah. for, for yeah. four nights, I can be in and out in one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah you know. exactly. And I, I think it's, um, as you know, and you guys throw a great conference on, it is a lot. It's, it is a lot of time. Like, you know, you are, <laughs> people are like, oh, it's great. I'm like, no, you're, you're bell to bell. You're going and generally you're entertaining and you're staying up later than you normally would eating and drinking more than you normally would. And it's like, wow, that, you know, this is an 18 hour day, but it's not an 18 hour day where, I, you know, where I'm, you know, driving and doing this, it's an 18 hour day always on, like you're going from seven o'clock in the morning you know, on and, and entertaining and talking to people and speaking and running around. It, it is a lot. I tell yeah. people all the time, like when they're like, oh, it, it must be so much fun. You get to go here. And I'm like, it is fun, I, but you're working like you're not, you know, it's not that. Although you guys, I will say in Mexico City, have some really good off site <laughs> excursions. And yeah, no, we're trying to, we tried to bring and to that point. Right. I mean, I think what we're seeing is if for those that do want to stay and come, we want to be able to provide a reason for that right like make yeah. it cultural make it entertaining make it like okay yeah so i, I am going to lose out on family time i am going to lose out on sleep whatever productivity at work um but fine i'm getting this other cultural benefit of it uh, in addition to all of the the normal yeah. networking which i think i think go, i really do think pays dividends and i think really people do appreciate that so that's a yeah. good one so I know we also uh, probably a good thing to end on because I think we both have hard yep. stop coming up. <laughs> we we do. I was just gonna say that. So um we we will um you know, I wish I knew I think we're episode 47, but I could be making that up. I think um the idea is to have episode 50 in Mexico City and pretend that we planned it that way. Um but I think we're there. I think we can do it. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then uh I, I, I think that's a good one. But Thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will, I, I think, Sean, you're going to be live at IACOA. Yeah, live at IACOA next next broadcast, probably. Yeah, so we, we've got, that'll be fun. And then uh, we will be live multiple times uh, in Mexico City. Uh, I think you'll, we'll probably have one, maybe even two shows before Mexico City to, to get everybody geared up. 
But uh, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. It really helps us leave a review if you would. And uh, have a great week. Talk to you all later. Thanks for listening to the Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.